Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about a doozy. It's the Mm -hmm. NBA Draft Lottery. This is something that I think most basketball fans probably don't know anything about, nor do they have the interest to learn about it because it can be really, really complicated. And that's not exactly a bad thing on the fans' part. This is something that gets really complicated very quickly. So today you've compiled a bunch of basic pieces of information of how the draft lottery works and just would you mind guiding us through the basic building blocks of what makes the lottery work right so um this is this is a complicated thing uh, yeah more complicated maybe than it needs to be but i totally <laughs> get why it is this way so what the nba draft lottery is is any um at the end of the season um, there will be 14 teams that do not make the playoffs okay so those 14 teams are now eligible for the draft lottery okay so that's that's kind of sets the foundation here there's 14 teams in the lottery now conventional thinking would be okay the team with the worst record they should get the first pick the following year and the team with the second worst record should get the second pick well they don't do that um no and if Tell I, me why they don't do that. They do that. They don't do that because they don't want to encourage this thing called tanking, which means you intentionally lose games to throw the season away in hopes that you get the best player in the draft the following year, and you can actually do a lot of things with that. You can one save money because you're paying a really good player on a rookie contract. Okay. Two, if you're bad the next year and you throw away that season, all of a sudden you had two first round picks in a row, and you can do what actually happened, which was. Um, the 76ers tanked multiple years in a row and got, I can't remember how many first-round picks within the top five, but they had three first-round picks over like a seven-year span. Okay. Um, So those are the two big ones that I think you should focus on. One, you can pay your players, your best players less. You can get first-round picks every year and rebuild your team in a way that encourages losing, which if you want to maintain a healthy league, you want teams incentivized to win, and that losing should not benefit you in any way. Okay. Okay. That's so, the simple version of right. it, just so, to be mindful, because they've the, made it super complicated. Yeah, and I'm guessing that at some point before they did this, some teams were tanking. Yeah. Or whatever. The 76ers, it's the most yeah. famous that I can think of, okay. where they got Joel Embiid, they got Ben Simmons, they got Markel Fultz, they got wow. just a slew of players, you know, Oh, Embiid was the third pick. Ben Simmons was a first. Fultz was a first. I'm trying to think of another center that came from Duke that's name escapes me at the moment. He was a third pick. Just the amount of first-round picks they got by being bad. Um, it was called The Process, and I highly look and recommend uh, people to look this up. Sure. Just a Wikipedia. Pull up The Process, 76ers Rebuild. It's an incredible story, and you just feel awful because there's teams that went like 17 and 60 or 52 and it's because they just encourage losing so they only brought up players from the d-league who really weren't nba players yet okay and they would incentivize we'll pay you this money to lose basketball games and we're going to throw out a team that's not very talented so that we can get players that are super talented and invest in them later okay so you can see how that hurts a league especially image wise right right okay so that that makes sense and and it's good that they do have this in place now because right you don't want to have teams tanking 
um, because it's not good for the league. The fans are not seeing a good product, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right? And in a big market like Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm sure they were not happy about no. that. So. No, they were paper bags. Yeah, right, right, the paper bags. So, okay, so moving on. So, again, you have 14 teams that make up the lottery. Um, and not all those 14 teams, um, based on trades and things like that, um, sometimes a playoff team will be part of the lottery because they were given um, a draft position or whatever from another team. But let's just, for now, skip past that. Let's just say yeah. 14 teams in the lottery. So now we're talking about ping pong balls, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> What a weird jump. Yeah, really weird. From so, mathematics to ping pong balls. <laughs> so how it works is there's a... There's a certain day um, that the NBA will put all these ping pong balls in a in a big drum, and they mix the balls around for 20 seconds, and then they draw out one of the balls. So they don't just put 14 balls in the drum; they put in the number of um, balls for each team based on their worst records of the regular season. So again, let's say the team that finishes with the worst record, they're going to get the most number of balls put into the drum. That doesn't mean they'll be, I mean, their odds go up that they, their, their ping pong ball will be chosen, but there's no guarantee. And then the team with the second worst record, they have um, fewer ping pong balls that go in, third and so on. So the 14th worst team, um, they're not going to have as many as the first by yeah any they have like a 0.15 percent to get the first pick right right so there's a big process that goes around this and um so like i said they put the balls in the thing they mix it for 20 seconds um <laughs> no more than 20 seconds um, it's like glorified bingo yeah it really is so they first they draw out the first ball and they put it in the holding tube they call it um, and then they repeat it in 10 second intervals um, for the second, third, and fourth ball. Okay, so keep in mind, um, they pick the first four teams. Okay, from the ping pong balls. So once they get to number four, then they don't. So they're not drawing fourteen times. They're only drawing four balls out of the out of the holding tube or yes. out of the drum, right? Yes, which can really make people kind of confused. But it really right. is. We want to focus on the first. Four to five picks, because those are usually your generational players that are right. going. And those right. are the ones that oftentimes get into that darker region of why teams would tank, yep. is to get those first three, four picks. Right. So um, so let's just say for argument's sake that the third worst team gets the first pick. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, that can happen, and it has happened. Yeah. Um, and then let's say the seventh worst team gets the second pick, and so on. So we have the first four picks. After that, any team, the the I guess ten remaining teams, they're gonna pick from pick number five to fourteen based on how they finished in the standings. Okay, so it's really the first four picks that are determined by the ping pong ball system, and then from then on out, it's just picks five through fourteen is inverse on how they're finished in the standings. Yep, and there are moments where. Like, it, it isn't always a set determinant. Like, the team that's the 14th worst gets the 14th pick. They can jostle a little bit, right. but it's not like they're going to jump. If they're the 14th worst team, it's so unlikely they get the fourth right. pick. It's like 1.5% chance. Right. So their ball is in there 
mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be drawn. If one team has so many ping pong balls in there, right. they're more than likely going to get that high pick. So it does mean when they're on the broadcast, for example, I remember like the Lakers. The Lakers were in a position where they're like, man, if they get a top five pick, that's incredible. Right. And they got seven. So okay. obviously it's not reflected of where they finished because a lot of teams finish with the same record. Right. So there is a lottery system in the idea of we don't know where these teams are going to land exactly because a lot of their numbers are very similar right. in how they finish uh, their season mm-hmm. statistically. Yeah. So it, it's it's and I remember <laughs> I remember the year that the Timberwolves drafted Christian Leitner. Yes. And I want to say it was 1990 or 91. I think um, well Shaq was in 92 okay. and Leitner won a title at Duke With in 92. Duke. Okay. I think so he came out in 94. Okay. Or maybe 93, 94. Okay. Somewhere in there because he stayed for two titles. Right. And Shaq came out earlier than Leitner. Okay. So I remember the Timberwolves were in the lottery and I think they had the most ping pong balls in the in the yeah. drum and they did not get the number one pick. And yep. they, I think they got number two or three and they ended up taking Leitner. And, yeah. But I think they could have had somebody. I thought thought it was Shaq, but maybe somebody else. But I could pull up the draft. Yeah. But you're right. That happens a lot. And Mm -hmm. I encourage, there's a documentary called The Magic Moment by, it was actually produced by Shaq and Penny Hardaway. Okay. So take it with a grain of salt. But the first 25 minutes are about how they got Shaq and how they got Penny. Right. Because what originally happened in the storyline is Shaq got drafted by Orlando, who won the first pick in this lottery system. Mm -hmm. However, the second year, Orlando got the third pick, or I'm sorry, Orlando got the first pick again. Okay. However, they finished like 32 and whatever remaining. Right. So they missed the playoffs, but they weren't the worst team. And somehow, this magic moment, that little blue ping pong ball got pulled. Got pulled out. So they pick again. And fun question for you, do you know, and I believe I've said on the podcast, maybe I haven't, do you know who their original first pick was in that draft, in the 1993 draft? I'll give you a hint. He was on the Fab Five. Chris Webber? Yes. Really? Good memory, yes. Okay. So what happened was they got the first pick, they drafted Webber, and they decided to trade him to Golden State for Penny Hardaway because they wanted a guard to pair with Shaq oh, instead of a power forward. Sure. And then they ended up changing a couple lineups with that as well. A yeah. little bit of consideration with players and yada, yada, yada. Right. But that's why the draft lottery is so interesting is it's not ah. just who you get. It's also who wants that player too. Right. And you can make trades and you can do a lot of different things with that. But ultimately, it was incredible that the Orlando Magic got a number one pick two Twice. years in a row that's crazy and that's wow. why it's a lottery it yeah. is a winning ticket it yeah. is this gamble that teams take wow so um yeah so going into the final thoughts here on this i mean obviously once you get your pick established um that's not the same night as the draft so the lottery the, the ping pong ball system that happens uh, i think it happens in april i want to say um, but then the actual NBA draft is in June. So once a team knows the position they're going to pick in the draft, then they can obviously do their homework on who is going to be available and what maybe they want to trade up for the draft. Maybe they want to trade down. Um, you see that you see that quite a bit actually. Um, wow. So 
um, yeah, it's just one of those systems that you hear a lot about the the NBA lottery, not the NBA draft, but the NBA lottery, and that's what that's what it's all about. Yeah, and at some point we'll have to revisit and go over some history of this because that's really what brings a lot of context in this of how drafting has been because there used to be delayed drafting where like Larry Bird was drafted and then two years later he came out and played. Right. And that's not as much the case anymore, um, except with foreign players. So there's a lot of little exceptions, this but that. I also, just speaking of history, want to make one amendment. You are correct. Leitner came out in 92. Okay. Minnesota picked third. Orlando and the Charlotte Hornets got the first two players. Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, oh, and then Leitner. Okay. That's so what they it was. missed two Hall of Famers. <laughs> Don't say that. I am very sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it how it is. <sighs> um, and then Jim Jackson went fourth. Um, Tom Gugliotta. Oh. And then okay. Robert Horry went eleventh to sure. Houston, winning that ticket. Randy Wood. Yeah, there's some nice players. Maybe we'll have to revisit this. John Barry was in this draft. Um, Latrell Sprewell went twenty fourth. Okay. Wow. So yeah, this is a really cool draft. We might have to think about redrafting this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you were correct. So yeah, that's that's the lottery. It's you know, and I and when I first read about this, I'm like, okay, I really don't like this. No other <laughs> sports do this, but and you know, kind of thinking about it, you do see tanking in other sports. Yes, um, and you do. this kind of you know discourages that because that just because you tank doesn't mean you're going to get the number one pick, right? So yeah, and I feel like we should jump into just kind of bonus comments and also good rule, bad rule. Um, how are you feeling about this one overall? Because I feel like that's what's going to take us to the next point of discussion here. Yeah, so my first thought was I don't like it, but after kind of talking about it and stuff, I think I do like it. I do yeah. like the lottery. I I hate it. <laughs> I hate the way it's devised. I wish it wasn't so complicated, Okay. but I think the ultimate goal is a good product. I think what you're trying to do and seeing these teams, like this year we have Orlando picking first. Right. They've been one of the worst teams in the league for a long time, and they've never, I mean, it's been a very long time. I can't remember the last time they picked first overall. Right, right. So it does do its job of um, not incentivizing people to lose. However, I think there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out, and fans are in a weird way voting for this. You don't know what the lottery, how it works, right? Right. The players really don't know how it works. Only the franchises kind of know, and owners really haven't said anything to display how it works. Mm -hmm. It needs to kind of get a facelift and be more accessible to fans because it is a fun thing to see. It is fun, Um, yeah. When you're like, oh my gosh, our team is in the 14, and we have a chance, a 25% chance, to either get the first pick or we could land in the top five. Like it really matters mm-hmm. what player we get sure. with what pick and who we could trade and yada yada yada. It's just a proverbial like snowball discussion for sports radio, right? Yes. And it is a fun night to watch the teams show up. And one of the fun things I thought, if you take anything away from this podcast, right. one of the weird things about the NBA draft draft lottery is teams send a representative and they can choose that representative. And they all line up on stage and they represent their team basically for television okay so bill walton could show up for the blazers um a active player like let's say paul george shows up for the clippers okay an owner could represent the timberwolves i never knew that yeah they they can send almost anyone so players like superstar players usually can go or a rookie will be sent um 
just because they want somebody there to like hold the card for the photo moments or have them sitting on stage it looks kind of weird it looks like the judges panel from american (laughs) idol where they all got their team and they're wearing their suits and my favorite is going back to the orlando magic they sent the gm and he did a fist pump when they got Shaq, and he's like already got the jersey ready so it. it is a they want it to be in the same vein as the draft David Stern wanted it to be televised and be an event. And the lottery, clearly, they want it to be something, but it's too complicated right now. And I feel like it can go through some sort of rejuvenation because it could be a lot of fun. Right. It could be a lot of fun. And and if they if they're looking at the NFL who makes they make a spectacle out of everything yes. now. Yes. Um it it could be a really big thing. Yeah, um, this is the only thing the NBA doesn't really do well. Yeah. Off season's fun, right. preseason's fun. Even fantasy basketball, regular season can be fun. Playoffs is one of my favorite things in all of sports, game sevens. Yeah. And the draft itself is amazing. I love the draft. It's like a holiday in my house. (laughs) So for this to be the only thing is commendable. I respect that. But at the same time, it definitely could be more. Yep, I agree. I agree. If they can just somehow get this right, it could be a really big, really big fun night to, yeah. to watch. So, Well, I think that brings us to a close here. Do you have any parting thoughts before we head out? No, don't have anything. Awesome. Well, let us know what you guys think of the NBA Draft Lottery. We'd love to hear your opinions. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. Dumb rule.